feeling I'm falling, falling for nobody else but you. You caught my eye, and I've got a feeling I'm falling. Show me the ring, and I'll jump right through. I used to travel. Where we left last week was um, you had you'd come back from Guildford with 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 a length of O's, <laughs> a good length, a good length of O's. I suppose it's in the back seat of the car or something. Um, and uh, as you approached the mill, you saw a a car parked outside the gate. Ah, yes. No sign of any uh, movement or activity until. Um, Barry's head poked up out of a bush and told you that um, the beefsteaks, the sublime society of beefsteaks, had turned up and just gone into the mill. You then boldly entered to a scene of carnage, everyone sitting around eating steak. <laughs> and you did notice that, the, that Rabbi Cohen seems a little bit off, just a little bit off. And, um, and uh, as you entered... Mr. Butterworth turned round and said, Pull up a chair, gentlemen. There's plenty more where this came from. Who's cooking it? Looks pretty rare to me. Well, we put it on the grill and fired it up. It doesn't take much cooking. No, that's, that's all right, then. Oh, that's, this is all very generous of you, but um, I, I have a somewhat delicate stomach. I, would you have anything, I, say... Um, some fish or or something vegetable. Red meat really doesn't agree with me. Fish? He says with a very stern expression. <laughs> we don't eat fish. If it's not red and bloody, I'm not putting it in my mouth. Well, how, how about then a nice swordfish steak? They, they, they're red and bloody, aren't they? Swordfish? What are you talking about, man? We're in Surrey. Not many swordfish in Surrey. Well, that's not my fault. Maybe pike or something. <laughs> Suit yourself, but uh, we're all tucking in and uh, got a bit of red wine as well. <laughs> Fancy a glass? Well, yeah, yes, I mean, of course. <laughs> that's a different. <laughs> that's a different proposition. <laughs> yes, will this do? Bull's blood, very good Hungarian uh, vintage. He's just slamming it on the table. <laughs> Marvelous. Yes, Emery will pour himself a very large glass. As you're pouring out, it is very red, the wine. Mm. <laughs> very red. <laughs> now, what about the rest of you? Don't just stand at the back like lily-livered cows. Come and sit down and get your chops around this. He says, with a hint of menace in his voice. He's talking about the steak. Well, I, I suppose I should sit down next to Butterworth, really, given uh, sat down next to him before, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, so you pull up a chair. That's right. What about the, what about the other two? Oh, why not? I'll take a seat. Uh, I, I'll, uh, I'll uh, stay here over by the door. I'm going to have a smoke, if you don't mind. Filthy habit. He's, uh, he's vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, I am now. <laughs> you can see that Butterworth is uh, going, uh, looking very exasperated at the thought of someone being a vegetarian, of course. Of course. <laughs> I dare say he is. He sort of mutters something under his breath. Oh, bloody communist. <laughs> <laughs> He's rumbled me. <laughs> Butterworth and Dave Garrick and... Sam Johnson and and uh, Bill Hogarth are all sitting around. There's there's very little room actually around the table now because they're all very amply proportioned men. But you squeeze in, do you, Hector? I do, yeah. 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 So you're you're in between um, Butterworth and and um, Bill Hogarth, and yeah. the the rabbi and Cohen and Rabinowitch. The three of them are sitting there and they're just. Somewhat mechanically, just putting cuts of, you know, cut up pieces of beef into their mouths, the blood occasionally dripping down their lips onto their chins, and then taking slurps of wine. 
Yeah, I don't like the look of these fellas. I'm just eyeing them suspiciously and, and not doing a very good job of hiding my suspicion either. I'm mm. probably scowling, mm. in fact. Mm. Um, I took an immediate disliking to their to their attitude, really. Yeah. And yeah. their little their little clicky group. Badger, Badger, have you have you got a glass have you got a glass of wine? Do you want some? No, 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 I'm alright. You you drink with your mates there, your new buddies. And and as I kind of grab grab everything, I just wanna knock over the bottle of wine in the direction of the uh, of the rabbi of the rabbis perhaps. No <laughs> <laughs> Um, You're not going to try and nick their buttons now as well, are you? <laughs> okay, so um, in order to do that in, an, in a not obvious way, you will have to make a slate of hand roll, which, of course, you're very good at, aren't you? I've rolled 25 and I've got 65, so I think I did that all right. Oh, yeah. Um, Seemed like a drunken idiot. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Butterworth goes, Mind the wine! What on earth? That stuff's expensive, you know. Uh, and then he turns to he turns to Garrick and says, "Go and get another bottle from the car." Garrick gets up rather briskly for a for a large man, walks out to the car. So, what what were you trying to? Um... Yeah, I want to know the reactions of the of the rabbi and and his and his brethren. Mm. I want to know how they respond to wine spilling all over their laps, really spoiling their meal. The wine runs across the grain of the table and then and it starts dripping down off the edge of the table into their laps and they just carry on eating. They don't actually even notice, it seems, that they got wine dripping down onto their onto their black trousers. Now, Butterworth, um do you do you isn't it an interesting thing when you have dinner with complete and utter morons? <laughs> what? What's that? Mo- morons. People, you know, when you're having a d- nice dinner, nice dinner, and the people that you're eating with are almost not there. You know, they're kind of, the lights are on just about and there's definitely nobody home. It's it's very frustrating, don't you find, when you want to have a decent conversation with people. I prefer to eat rather than talk. Well, that would might explain it. That might explain it, mightn't it? Badger, have you got a glass of wine? Look, I told you, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm happy here standing here having a smoke. I, look, if I'm, if I'm honest, I, I don't care to join you. So, um, Emery, are you are you sitting down at this point, drinking your bull's blood? Absolutely. Keeping your counsel. I'm 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 too busy savouring the wine at the moment. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, Milton, where are you? What are you doing at the moment? I'm sitting down. I'm I'm looking quite suspiciously at the the food and the drink and the behaviour of everyone. Uh, where do you come by a kosher beef in a, a small village like this? Butterworth sort of leans in towards you and you can smell the wine on his breath, which is just masking his awful halitosis, but only just masking it. Nice. You can see his teeth and gums are stained purple from the wine as well. And he says... I have my ways, sir. Covering you in a fine spray of spittle. Mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> I must say, I'm not finding this any more appetising. <laughs> Got any chips? <laughs> chips? We don't sully our beef with the potato. That's for weaklings. Okay, I, I shrink back in my seat. <laughs> At this point, Barry has sidled up to Badger. Oi, mister, what the fuck's going on in there? I don't know, Barry, but I don't like the look of it. I don't like these uh, these folk. There's something a bit amiss. Have your camera ready. Right. Maybe get a few shots of this dinner. Right, I'll go around, I'll go around the side. I, I think I can get a view through the window there. 
Garrick uh, has has opened the boot of the car and he's rummaging around. Can I bowl over there quickly? Mm, yeah. I mean, you can you can also make a spot hidden as you're bowling over. Yeah, I want to see what he's up to because I'm a bit suspicious that he might not be going to get a wine. He might be he might be getting uh, tooled up. Ooh, bloody hell! <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> Whoa there. There are a few bottles of wine in there, which he pulls out, but um, rather more worryingly, it seems like um, also stashed away in there are some very big meat cleavers, which he um, he rapid he quickly closes the boot as you as you're approaching, and he's holding two bottles of wine, one in each hand, and he says, uh, right. "Can I help you, sir?" I've just uh, wondered if you wanted a hand there. No, no, it's fine. He says as he kind of stands in front of the in front of the boot. I see you're in the butchery business. Why'd you say that? Well, I see you've got them, uh, them big old meat cleavers in your boot there at a car. Is it a family business, is it? You could say that. We like to keep it in the family, yes, yes. Oh right. So you, you, you get your own you do your own butchery and get your own meat and Yep. That's oh, right. right. <laughs> what lo- like local farm? Yep, sourced locally. Oh. Sourced locally. <laughs> Very nice too, yeah. <laughs> he says, is there anything else I can help you with? Or No, no, well, I was, I was going to help you, but, but, but you've obviously got things under control there. Big fella like you can manage a couple of <laughs> bottles of wine, I guess. That I can, sir, that I can. And he um, sort of waits I, I won't for you. Keep you. <laughs> he waits for you to retreat back to the to the mill before he steps forward. Is he is he like definitely waiting for me to go back? He's definitely waiting for you to go back. Uh, okay. And it, I'll just I'll just loiter there until it's a bit <laughs> until too it's uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. <laughs> he he just stands there as well, looking at you. <laughs> just, just sort of nodding my head. Maybe get another cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, local, yeah. Mm. He says, "Oh, you know, you know what? I could do that. Why why don't you take these back? I could do with a hand." He says, holding out the bottles to you. <laughs> Uh, all right then. <laughs> okay. Suppose uh, I'll have to go back now then. So he hands you the bottles, and then as you're turning around, you see him bend down and lock the the, the boot with the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then he follows you back up the path. Mm, can I just say that I haven't eaten anything or drunk anything? I'm just y- yeah watching I, I, the proceedings <laughs> and perhaps pushing something around my plate without actually. I'm assuming I'm still- that. I'm, I'm still quite that. fascinated to know who's actually cooking the meat. <laughs> they cooked the meat and they brought it all out and, and carved it. You know, they got the, the big rib eyes out. It's very blue. They only just seared it on each side and then they just sliced it up into slices and uh, salted it and then put it on the plates. Okay, got it. I mean, for those of you that are sort of pushing the, the meat around on your plates... It does look very good, actually. It's incredibly uh, vivid and, you know, almost blue. I, so, I mean, I think I'm, I've definitely eaten a couple of steaks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's a lot of meat, but they, they start... Well, uh, you know, if, yeah, but, if, you, if you can't hmm. beat them, join them. Is that what they say? Is that yeah. And then... And then um, and then a big a, a smile starts forming on, on um, Butterworth's face, and he says, That's a good chap. Now, you do know this is not the grade A steak. Well, you know, last time I saw you, you were telling me I was going to have to wait till next year to even get a steak. So I'm really happy to even be getting a B grade steak sitting next to you and uh, Garrick here. It's fantastic. Yes, you see, we we save the special stuff for our meetings. Well, because it's not Saturday yet, is it? Even you're on the stakes early. It's like a pre, yes. uh, a pre sublime. It's proto sublime, is it tonight? <laughs> this is uh, a little warm up, let's say. Yeah, yeah. They're and quite cold. These stakes. They're so lightly, <laughs> like they they hardly saw the pan. They're almost just cold, really. But that's good. It's good. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Now, all right. 
Your friends don't seem to be enjoying it quite as much as you. They're vegetarians. Uh, more of a filet mignon man myself. You see, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just not frightfully hungry at the moment, says Henry, draining another glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one of you sampled the, the wares. Anyway, time is pressing, he says. And then he, and then he signals to this, his three pals. And he says... I do hope you don't mind if we don't stay to do the washing up. And then he stands. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine by me. Yeah. And then they leave. Um, they... Andy, um, I, 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 I punctured their tyres. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> I guess they'll be coming back then. They they head head back out to the car and um, they start the engine. <laughs> you you hear the flapping of the tyres as they rumble off down the road. Um, and they 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 disappear around round the bend. I'm going to wave them off. I'm going to stand out on the side, just waving them off. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to stand by you and sort of like under my breath say, you know they got a boot full of meat cleavers. Reckon they're in the butchery business. What do you well, think about that, Iquil? Your does buddies? It, does they're not my buddies? They're not my buddies. Well, you, they sure look like your buddies. You're sitting down there troughing that steak well enough and knocking back a few of those wines with them. I could be, mis, you know, I could be mistaken for thinking they were your new buddies. Who, Ooh. who got, who got the button off the bloody coat in the pub? Well, Is that so you could well, join you, the well, club? Well, you did. <laughs> so what you're telling me, you're up. You've got a cunning plan, have what, you? What do you want to do? Lock the gate and stop them coming in? No, no. What do you want to stand looking sceptical in the doorway? All of us stand watching them eat dinner. That's well, I ain't sit, I'm not sitting down with them fellas. Well, I know you didn't. Well, I'm not. I'm not about to neither. Well, it doesn't surprise me that they got meat cleavers. They're the sublime society of, you know, steak eaters, aren't they? But but do you really expect them to be doing their own butchery, them old toffs and that? Maybe maybe they're cow rustlers. Well, they're a bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> well, they are weirdos. And what about look? Look at the rabbi. Well, you spilled, uh, didn't you? Spill that wine all down them, and and it, it, I mean, what's gone on there? Well, did, any normal person would 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 respond. Jump would up. React. Yeah, exactly. So I was, you know, they seemed a bit glassy, a bit waxy. Have they, have they mm. done anything since the the uh, beef? Um, the beef um, cakes well, have gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I guess, I, I guess, uh, Emery and Milton, you're still sitting at the table, Ooh, yeah? At yeah. This, oh, at yes. This point. Okay, so, um, is Emery still sitting or is he laid out now? <laughs> How so, much has he drunk so, today? He's, he, he's, he's, he's had like <laughs> about eight beers and seven glasses of wine. He's, yeah. He's knocking them back. Yep. Me, me, and, me and Badger are pointing in through the window and looking, and they all look a bit waxy in there at the table. <laughs> to, to be fair, Emery normally looks waxy. <laughs> okay. So, so um, Emery. We're, get, Milton, we're getting five quid a week. We're getting five quid a week. If we want to get in with the fornicators, we've got to, we've got to act like fornicators. Right. So. Back in the mill room, um, Emery and Milton, you you suddenly realise that Abraham Stone, Rabinowitz, and Cohen, um, they suddenly look like they're they're kind of almost like shake themselves, and and then they're looking at you, and they're looking down at the meat, and they're looking at the red wine, and Rabbi Cohen says, "What is going on?" Uh, you had guests for dinner. Hmm. I was about to ask you the same thing. Same question, yeah. What do you mean, guests? What is this? This is not kashrut. Well, I did inquire after that, yes. Yes, and you seem to be enjoying it, too. Oi, oi, vey. Oi, gavolt. This is... 
this is this is not good. <laughs> and he touches his mouth and pulls his hand away. Blood! What have I done? What have you done? He says, looking at Rabinowitz and then looking at Stone. He says, you ate this this unclean food. And they're all looking extremely shocked and freaked out. Have you not any knowledge of your visitors that just left? Visitors? What are you talking about? I see you in front of me. Did you bring this here? Did you make us eat this unclean food? I certainly haven't been eating it. Although that's probably not a a good defence, is it? Um... (laughs) Mr. Watson, you're the most sensible one here. What has been going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I believe that uh, these beefsteak gentlemen came along and invited themselves to dinner, brought some uh, some meat with them. When we arrived, you were in mid-repast. It seemed impolite to interrupt you. Impossible. I do not recall any beef men. Oh, they, they were definitely here. You can see the indentation of their buttocks in that chair there. <laughs> you won't need a spot hidden roll for that one. He leans over and says, This must have been a big one. <laughs> <laughs> what witchcraft is this? They come here, make us forget, make us eat non kashrut food, betray our beliefs, our principles... For what? Just to make fun of us because we are, as they say, foreigners? Yes, I, they didn't mention any of that, that stuff, if that helps at all. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not entirely sure what their motivation was. They, they seem to come along here and just want us to eat meat. I have met th- these types before. Well, no, no, they wanted us all... They wanted us all to eat meat. It, it wasn't just you. You're not Jewish, are you? Uh, no. I thought not. But... Then what purpose? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. They they were behaving rather oddly. Um, yes, I, <laughs> their, their, their motives are unknown to me. Mm, I believe we have as many questions as you do. I am deeply disturbed by this. Well, I think that's quite understandable under the circumstances. Well, we, we must go and pray immediately. He says, Stone, Rabinowitz, come with me. We must atone. And then they go into the, they go into the next room and then you hear their footsteps creaking upstairs. And then a little while later you, you hear some um, Hebrew chanting, uh, Hebrew reci- recitations. From, from upstairs. So, gentlemen, you are now alone with the remnants of the bloody repast. <laughs> Spilt wine, indented buttocks. <laughs> well, it's not looking good for this story of cavorting, no. really, is it? Uh, well, I mean, there's not much indication that that's actually happening. Do you suppose these beefsteak chappies cavort? If they can make these gentlemen eat food against their will what can they make other people do perhaps they are you know instigators of this cavorting if if there is any that is actually going on that's a very good question it's a very good question uh, and and i'm just going to keep tucking in and eating the <laughs> <laughs> steaks on the, on and, the table and, and Wait, similarly you know, pointing pointing the meat at people and similarly, to spare our hosts the temptation of drinking any more of this dangerously non-kosher wine, I'll, I'll polish off the rest of it myself. <laughs> quite so, Dr. E, quite so. Here's my Excellent. glass, too. Excellent. I'm um, going to stick the kettle on, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, now, you remember, you, you have got a... You did go to get that host for a reason. Does anyone fancy, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Draining that, draining that shaft. Yeah, so yeah I'll, 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 set, that I'll shaft. set up that. I'll set up that siphon. That's, that's no worries. We can, I can do that. Okay. Get, get so. that sort. Get that sorted whilst they're stuffing their faces. All right. Well, I'm, no, I'm not having any of this. I'm, I'm coming with you. I'm, 
I'm coming with you, Badger. <laughs> oh, oh, that's awfully nice of you. I, I'd appreciate I'd appreciate the assistance if I'm honest. I think Dr. Watson can no, come and join you outside in a supervisory capacity, holding a bottle of wine in his hand. And, well, you be careful there, Doctor. We don't want you falling in the drink. Things too late for that. <laughs> oh, sorry, too late. <laughs> These dishes aren't going to wash themselves, though, right? These dishes aren't going to wash themselves. Somebody's going to have to wash up. And I don't want it to only be Barry. Well, I hope you're not looking at me, Ickwell. Well, to be fair, I don't think, apart from... Uh, Emery and his wine glass, I don't believe we've dirtied any plates. You pushed that meat round your plate long enough, I'm guilty as charged. Hey, Emery is no longer bothering with the glass, by the way. He's got the last bottle and he's just swigging it. Exactly, <laughs> that's going to be clean when he's finished with it. Yes. He's clinging on to it for dear life. Um, <laughs> well, there are all the plates left by the beefsteaks, of course. They were not polite enough to tidy up their own plates, of course. Well, perhaps that could be part of the atonement of the... the uh, uh, mm. Yeah. Right, Jewish friends. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good idea. <laughs> all right, so... A little while later, um, I'm assuming that Emery doesn't wade out to the island until it's absolutely necessary. Um, it'll only take um, one one of you to drag the hose out there and stick it in into the into the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Don't worry about that. Don't want to get into all that again, no. Until, until then, yeah, Emery is just sitting in the garden, drinking his wine and watching the hill <laughs> and imagining the cavorting that is going on there in the dark. And, and Andy, one thing, one thing. Uh, I'm just. I think Badger's pondering what he saw, and did he see any blood on those cleavers? Were they like well, you soiled? Got, you got mm. an extreme, didn't you? I did get an extreme, mate. It was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing view I had. Could have been rust, you know. Could have been, but it probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. Mm. Okay. But you know what? What else is going to be on a cleaver except for blood? Well, you know, if you if you was a butcher, if if you was a butcher, you wouldn't be leaving blood on your tools. That is true. You know true. what I mean? That is true. You know, as a woodsman, I know that you you clean you, you clean your tools you do. when you put them away. You and don't you oil them up rusting, and you wrap yeah. them and yeah. yeah, you don't want them rusting up. No, there was a big old pile of them in that boot. Big old pile of them. What, so, so how many are you talking? Like, you know, like, like, m- well, I mean, at least a dozen. All oh, right, right, yeah. They were tooled up. Is that enough for everyone to have one in their head? <laughs> it's enough for everyone to have two, two each. Two each. <laughs> um, so, I'd, mm. I'd like to. I'd like to stand. I'd like to be standing on the shore with Doctor Emery, um, just right. kind of backseat, backseat driving and heckling Badger as he as he as he's wading out. Right. So Badger is wading out. Is is Milton? Is Milton, you going with? Just to obviously, this is a very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm you. just the helping hand. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, okay. Assisting. All right. Now don't fall in this time, Milton. Be careful no, there. Mind no, your step. I'm still drying off on my last. <laughs> Encounter. So you've attached one end of the hose to the to the pump up in the up in the um, up in the mill. Head out to the island. You you lower the hose until it goes all all of the twenty one feet or so down, and then you head back, attach the hose pipe to the pump, start pumping it, and you get a good flow going. In fact, there's enough piping in the in the pump area to actually start siphoning off the water down into the uh, you know below the water wheel on the other side do you go back and attach the start pumping or milton who who was doing that uh well i'm on the island and that that seems a bit of a faff is there not somebody like okay well i'm you know there to assist so i'll do that when i nod my head you hit it yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) and badger you 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 estimate that it will probably take the best part of the of the night to to empty out this this. Uh... I'm not sure I can pump all night. I'm in my in my forties. Um, no, no, because once you've got it pumping, <laughs> then you can just use gravity to to siphon off the. Rest. Oh, I see. Can... Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because once the actual water is 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 going through, it'll it'll just drain it from there on. But it'll probably take it'll probably take the best part of the night to do it. Okay. 
So um, yeah, you you are successful. Um, it's 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 you hear a slurping sound as the water starts gurgling up the up the hose pipe and snakes across to the shore of the lake and all the way up to the mill. Right, there we go then. It's going to take a little while, gentlemen. Yeah. I'll just put my trousers back on and we can... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and see if image. that washing up's finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, do any of you have any um, plans for, for, for tonight? Or uh, shall, we, shall, we, shall we turn in for the night? Maybe you can wake up bright and early and, and see the, the outcome. I just want to drive the car up to the house and look for more booze that I've got in the car for me and Emery to drink. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to stay up all night drinking just to give you a bit of... Basically, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Right. Watson's plan for the night is to stagger around the gardens uh, singing, collapse an untidy heap, and then spend the following morning sleeping it off. That was exactly what I was thinking. Fantastic. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll do a recce of the garden... But it won't be any yeah. good to anyone the next day, right? We, I, 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 think, I think at least part of the night will be spent trying to imagine what the cavorting looks like so that we can, you know, we can frame it properly for the camera. But, but, but with, with, with Dr. Watson's references, this will probably look a lot more like Morris dancing. <laughs> look, look at that bush. Look at that bush. It's rustling. If you get really drunk, maybe a midnight stroll up to Leith Hill. Oh yeah! Order. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> now that is talking. Not... As long as yeah, I've got, I got, a, I got a couple of bottles of port in the car. I think. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> let's take a bottle of port each and go up to the, go up the hill. <laughs> oh, great! One for you, okay, one so, for me. Um, I mean, the pump the pump will look after itself. What what about the other two, Milton and uh, and uh, Badger? Are you going to accompany them up on their? Drunken ride up to the Leith Hill. <laughs> is that where the Roman remains are? Yes, that is. Oh, yeah, I'm up for that, yeah. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah, okay, the... you've talked me into it. It's been a crazy day. Don't want them claim jumpers <laughs> getting in there. Right, I'm along for the ride. Right, so you've left the, 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 the rabbi and his companions there um, doing some very elaborate atonement prayers to try and cleanse themselves of the impurities uh, that'll probably take many hours of course um uh and you you drive so you drunkenly i'm happy drive. i'm happy i'm happy to drive if anyone wants me to drive that's oh, fine no, no, oh I, I thought you were driving or are you just going to walk I, up are you I, walk? I, I, i'm just going to walk up well, okay to be to yes. be more that precise just... i'm going to skip and frolic and cavort <laughs> <laughs> my way up there. Bottle of wine in hand. Um, okay, so you you head up to to Leith Hill, and as you start approaching, you see um, you see that that someone's lit a fire up there, Ooh. and it's um, it's uh, you know bright against the night sky as you start climbing the hill. Oh no! Dude. Oh, well, that's a that, that's a sure sign of some cavorting going Ooh. on. You know what? You know what we forgot, gentlemen. We forgot the photographer. <laughs> oh, no. We've been, oh, he's been trailing us around all day long, and the minute we need him, he's not here. <laughs> I've, I've brought my sketchbook. I'll try and capture something. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you just nicked his camera, because he oh, went yeah. to bed and you've just nicked his camera. He's yeah, fucking useless. Yeah. <laughs> Barry! Barry! Get out of the bush, Barry. <laughs> He's sleeping in the Where bush. He doesn't even get a bed. You put him in the bush. <laughs> All right. So you. He's Realizing your error, you you head back, grab Barry. He's half asleep <laughs> as he's stumbling up the hill. Barry, swearing, they're cavorting. Up they're cavorting on the hill, Barry. They're cavorting. And, uh, I'm gonna have to draft out my excuses because all reporters have some excuse, make their excuses and leave, don't they? Right. When, when they uncover something like this, yeah, exactly. You make your excuses and leave. Yeah, you don't want to. Mm. You don't want to get wrapped up in all this. But anyway, no, as you're no. approaching, um, you do see some figures like outlined, uh, shadowy, uh, you know, against the fire. You know, standing in front of the fire. You're probably about, I don't know, a couple of hundred yards away at this point. 
I think after everything he's had to drink today, the idea of a subtle approach does not even occur to Emery. He is an anthropologist, yeah. and by God, he is going to observe <laughs> these rites. So he's just strolling up there, bottle of port in hand, ready to ask questions. So we can we can see the outlines. Are they are they clothed? Are they naked? Are they male? Are they female? Are they shapely? Because of your angle and whatever, you, you you won't be able to make them out very clearly until you get a bit closer. Are they fat or thin? Are they fat or thin? Are they fat no, they're, or they're, thin? They're, they're, they're thin. Know. They're thin. They're not. Okay. They're definitely okay. not the beefsteaks. You would you would know. Okay. Oh, right. well, that's um, a relief. And and. Um, uh, Emery, as you as you're stomping off, shouting at them <laughs> yeah. or whatever. What are we, what are you shouting? I, I'm shouting. I I I I I am a professional anthropologist and I have questions. <laughs> he's not he's not stripping off as well, is he? <laughs> no, no, not, not not yet. But the night is young. He hasn't mentioned it. <laughs> as you're approaching, you suddenly see a shape, like a dark, not very big shape, but just kind of barreling towards you out of the darkness <laughs> and it's coming straight for you emery i guess i'd better dodge <laughs> <laughs> okay make a dodge roll <laughs> emery it's it, it's like that you know drunken pirouette and you do somehow you manage to keep your full glass wine completely intact <laughs> you don't spill a drop it's certainly limber <laughs> and then the shape Suddenly you realise what it is. It's a Labrador. And it comes oh. up and it just licks the back of your hand. Oh, who's a good boy? No. Who's a good boy? <laughs> oh. And um, it's wagging its tail ferociously. And then you realise that those shapes up there are actually four children. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. And lashings of ginger beer, I wouldn't wonder. <laughs> <laughs> One of them turns around, a boy, and says, Good good boy, Timmy. <laughs> Who have you found there? And then he <laughs> and then and then the shape starts walking down the hill towards you. Um, um and he says he, he sees Emery being greeted by Timmy. He says, Down Timmy, stop licking that poor poor old man. He doesn't look very well. I'll have you know that I'm <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to inform me over one of the famous five? Absolutely. <laughs> Julian, for it is he, <laughs> um, comes forward to grab um, uh, Timmy to, to pull him back. He says, "I'm terribly sorry. He's, he's just he just loves people. You see." I think that's the point at which I project I'll vomit over both of them. <laughs> and then Julian is standing there covered in a shower of blood, blood red vomit. Oh, God. Oh, and he goes, God. and he's, he wipes his face, <laughs> looks up at you with startled eyes, and says, Well, I, well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Oi, oi, you little shits. What are you doing to the old man? He's, he's infirm. You just back off, all right? Back off. Get your bloody dog back from him. It's all, what are you doing up here? It's late. It's past your bedtime. What are you doing? He says, Julian says, language. Are you just, what are you making him sick? What are you making him sick for? What are you doing up here? I could ask you the same thing, mister. We're on a walk, you little shit. <laughs> this is your. This is like a, a long-held fantasy of yours, Bar um, Barney, to 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 um, basically get into a fight with one of the famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling he you says, to back off. Says, Just leave him says, alone. He's infirm. All right. Just leave him he says, alone. <laughs> he says, "I don't like your tone. I'm going to box your ears." I don't like your tone. <laughs> Just what are you doing up here on the Roman remains? What are you talking? What are you doing? <laughs> He says, we're on an adventure. What are you doing? We're trying to look for cavorters and you're distracting. Just, just, just go back to the bed and breakfast, will you? Just I, 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 go I'll away. Point, I'll, point, I'll point at Julian very meaningfully with the bottle, shaking it vigorously, saying, we are doing anthropology. 
<laughs> at this point, the other three turn up: Dick, Anne, and George. <laughs> and um, and Georgina or George says, "Julian, who are these nasty men? Are they are they the foreigners we've been hearing about? Should we go and tell the police?" Yeah, just 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 go. Just get the. It, you need it's bedtime. I don't know what you're doing here. Do you live here? Do you live here? No, we're staying with with our uncle. Yeah, well, we're staying with our friends, the rabbi, down at the mill. So your uncle should know that you need to be in bed. We're adults. Your children, get back there, will you? That is frightfully narrow-minded of you to assume the worst of foreigners. I'll, I'll have you know our new friends down there are marvellous, marvellous people. Better than the likes of whoever raised you to think in such a way. And and I'll vomit on his shoes again. <laughs> And Dick steps forward. See says, what you've done. See what you've done to him now. Every time our friends eat meat, they're really sorry about it. So just you know, you have to give them their due, even if they're not from round here. Literally and you're not them, from round here. Give them their due. Um, and uh, Dick, Dick steps forward and says, Julian, I think they're talking about those rather strange men wearing those black hats. I thought they looked a bit suspicious earlier. <laughs> I don't think they're from round here, you know. This is this is frightfully on brand for Ina Blyton. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> have, have, have you have you all got have you all got your ID? Have you got your passports? I want to see your ID right now. Show me your ID right now. Who um, are you? Hey, do you do you kids know anything about the beefsteaks? Um, Anne. Um, who who uh, is has been kind of at the back quite shyly. Um, she says, "Oh, you mean, you mean Uncle Bill's little club?" Oh no, <laughs> they're in on it. I thought as much. That's an audible <laughs> "oh no" from Badger that just kind of. <laughs> yeah, what do you know about this little club? I don't think we have we have to tell you anything. You seem very rude, all of you, and this one keeps vomiting. So, 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 are you like little beefsteaks? What, like, like medallions or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and kick them in the shins. All right, I'm gonna start kicking them in the shins. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't have any stats for Famous Five. So, um... well, well, <laughs> you sort can... it out because it's happening. I'm kicking them in the shins okay, really can... hard. <laughs> You're attacking a child. All right. Yes. Um, make a fighting brawl roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> St- steady on it, Quill. What are you doing? I've rolled I've rolled a one, and I've got 65. So that's going to hurt. One. I've rolled a one. He's broke his leg. I think you've killed him with that. <laughs> I just kicked him in the leg. I just and kicked him in the shin. And, and, and this is how they became the famous four. <laughs> <laughs> um, you kick him so hard that he lets out this this wail of agony. And he goes down. <laughs> he falls to the floor, clutching his knee, saying, I think he broke my knee. I think he broke my knee. Quickly, get the police, get the police. And the other three start running, running off down the hill. And this, <laughs> at this point, Timmy the dog jumps at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and I just rolled a one as well. Oh. <laughs> this is, Dear. This is amazing. <laughs> this don't happen on last of the summer, why not? <laughs> For a herd would turn in her grave. And this is how Timmy got his taste for human flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Has he he ripped out Hector's throat? I think he's about to, because I'm going to see how much damage... Because this is going to be maximum damage. Oh, my goodness me. All right, first of all, you take 12 damage. What? (laughs) The fuck... Okay, I've got eleven. So I'm so, okay, so, 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 so Timmy has just killed you outright. <laughs> Timmy just so Timmy just rips out so Hector is being across the road. 
What a way to go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> this has gone very dark. Suddenly, so, t- um, well, I mean, <laughs> Julian is lying on the floor with a broken knee, and um, Timmy the dog, now turned feral, has ripped out Sir <laughs> Hector Risby Itquell's throat, and he stands and he stands there growling over the. the well, I'm not. The, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. <laughs> Barry, Barry, photographs, photographs. He, he's just he's just ripped his throat out. I, I'm gonna have to like bundle into this dog and try and you know, pull a knife out, and because I've got a knife, I'm gonna I'm gonna shank I'm gonna shank it. I'm gonna grab the dog and. Do for it. No, you can't rip. It can't have a wild on, dog ripping out people's. This, this is Call of Cthulhu, right? Are we really going to be taken out by a Labrador? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> oh my god! And, and right, no one else um, is on my watch. All right, so <laughs> I can't believe how we got here. Um, but yeah, go for Look it. Look at that dog. He's just it. ripped his throat out. God, it did. But he was defending his, his master, wasn't he? Put it down. Thing. <laughs> It Put it down. <laughs> right, um, uh, Badger. Do you want to? Do you want to try and attack the dog? Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. having that. Can't have that. Jesus. Yeah. Get off him. Get off him. He's. Yeah. So, uh, what is that? Fighting brawl? Is it? Fighting brawl. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hard success. Hard success. Well, it's uh, the dog is going to try and dodge out the way. It needs a hard success as well. Which it doesn't get. So, um, what kind of knife? Do you know what the damage is on your knife? Well, it's what just uh, like it's like a you know it's just a wood woodsman's probably from my scouting days. So that's okay, probably so it's just a D six. It's a sheaf knife, yeah. just a sheaf knife. Have you, have you got a damage bonus? Uh, where would I find that? That will be on your near the top somewhere. Oh somewhere. yeah, I've got a plus D six. It says. Oh what? Oh no. <laughs> All right, wow. so roll 2d6 then. All right, I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> you killed Timmy. <laughs> uh, damn right. Vicious beast. <laughs> tell, 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 oh, dear. Yeah. You killed Timmy from well, the famous it, five. So, so <laughs> it, it will kicks the lad and I'm just about to chastise him for that when this vicious dog jumps out and like rips his throat out and I just pull my knife out grab hold of it wrestle it a bit like Tarzan with the with the crocodile roll around on the floor and then just slit his throat stick it in the side of the neck yeah just Rip grab his head back and, and you know just the coup de grace um, while, while, while this is going on, I, em- Emery is going to very drunkenly try to staunch the bleeding at Risby Eagle's throat. I mean, obviously, with the amount of damage you've taken, it's not going to help, but at least, you know, it's, it shows me. <laughs> Can we put a tourniquet around his neck or something? <laughs> Certainly. He's taken his mm. jacket off, he's pressing it into the jugular, trying hard not to vomit on his face, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Vomit's a disinfectant, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It is, yeah, the amount of port he's been drinking. Bile cauterises wounds. <laughs> I, I feel we, some of us need to make a sanity check. Uh, I think you do. That's a very good point, because seeing a dead body, um, seeing your friend have his throat well, ripped just out. Just all of it. <laughs> yeah, everyone should make a sanity roll for that. So Badger and um, Milton, I think you lose one point of sanity. Emery, roll a d4. You didn't like him that much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only two points. Right. So (laughs) there's a weeping Julian, like clutching his knee in agony. And then, and he, and then he sees Timmy lying dead on the floor, and he, and he goes, "Timmy, no, no, Timmy! What have you done, you beasts, you beasts? Your dog just ripped the throat out of my friend. What? What? I want of you children go and get a doctor or something. I can't walk. I can hardly stand up." <laughs> They, with, they, his sand they, loss, they, with his sand loss, I mean, Emery now absolutely covered in Risbeekwell's blood. I mean, <laughs> it's splattered all up his arms, over his face and so on. Is now looking around wide-eyed with two bloody hands, grabs hold of the child's throat and says, He's dead, you monsters, he's dead! 
You, you attacked us. He attacked us. This has never happened to us before. Murderers. Murderers. <laughs> At this point, um, you hear shouts coming from down the hill from the children. And the shouts are saying, there are, there are murderers at the top of the hill! Murderers at the top of the hill! Um, and you hear other voices down in the village. Well, I think the, the evidence suggests that we've been attacked by a, a crazed animal. <laughs> <laughs> Should have kept yeah. his dog on a lead. <laughs> I, I, I would suggest that we also call out for help. Yeah. Over um, here, over here. Um, so, so while this is happening, um, Barney, do you want to think? Do you want to roll up a new character? Um, I tell you what. I mean, I mean, if you if you know, if you want me back, let me play Barry. Yeah. All right. So you are now Barry. So basically, I've been snapping away. I've been snapping away, and the film's run out in the camera, but I'm still snapping away. I just can't believe what I'm, the pictures I'm taking. It's just incredible. Yeah, there's shouting coming from the village, and um, some lights going on. You can see uh, a policeman on a bicycle straining to get up the hill. He gives up, dumps his bike, and he starts. He starts plodding up the hill. The three children are with him. <laughs> um, are, are you going to face the music? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Emery is still sitting there on the hillside, covered in blood. There, there, there are sort of rivulets of tears down through the blood that spattered his face. And he's still take, he's still swigging from the now empty port bottle, just with a thousand-yard stare. <laughs> right, Badger. I, I'm not um, running. I've done nothing wrong. I've yeah. just uh, brought this dog under control. Yep, you did. You definitely did. A bit too did. late, unfortunately, but, you mm. know. Milton? I'd say I'd probably struck dumb. I'm kind of standing, gazing off into the middle distance. Not. Um, it's all gone a bit pear-shaped, hasn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure where to, where to turn. Um, and Barry, what are you doing? Well, I'm... Well, I'm, I, you know, I'm, ju- I'm just with these guys. I do what I do what they do. Really, <laughs> you do what you're told. That's it. I do what I'm told. After about ten minutes, this puffing, wheezing, rather rotund policeman um, staggers up the last few steps, looks around, and says, "What the bloody hell's going on here?" The, the monstrous dog murdered our friend. Murdered! It ripped! It ripped his throat out! It ripped his throat out! Murder! Hellfire! Christ! What did you? You did? You killed the dog, and you just this man's dead. <laughs> he says, pointing to to Hector's corpse. Well, yeah, not in that order. This man's dead. Then we killed the dog. What did you expect me to do, constable? Wild animal on the loose. I think you should be thanking me. He had to do it. It had gone for a little. Got a taste for human blood. These rotters! There, they attacked us. Timmy was just defending us. You should put them in jail, Mister Policeman. And um, the the constable, he's just looking around, utterly, utterly bemused, confused, possibly, you know, having a, a mild panic attack. <laughs> He says, "Where I, 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 I don't know. I mean, your dog killed this man. He tore his throat out. But then he, who, who killed the dog? Well, I killed the dog. I just told you that. Put it in your notebook. I killed the dog. He ripped the man's throat out. Can't have a wild creature running around ripping people's throats out. And then he notices that Julian's lying with a." With his holding his knee and like weeping, <laughs> he says, "What happened? To, what happened to his little nipper here? Then what happened to him? He was the one who set the dog on us. He must have twisted his ankle in the in the in the melee. He, he he broke my knee. He broke my knee. He came over and kicked me. Timmy was just was just defending me. 
Well, I, I don't know. I, I've been, I've been, I've been working the beat here for thirty years, and I've never seen anything like this. What? Well, you're all gonna have to come down to the station, all of you, the lot of you. Come on. Can you walk? He says, looking at all of you. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I said, you got a basket on your bike. I don't know anymore, Constable. I don't know anymore. Well, what have you held this boy up? He can't walk. Look at him. He's got his kneecap hanging off. Well, I'll help, I'll help the boy. I'll help, help the boy. He'll probably crap himself if I go over to him. The sorry lot of you make your way down the hill, having um, had a rather... Well, let's say your little jaunt up to Leith Hill didn't quite go as planned. On the other hand, it is going to make a great news story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've earned our five pounds this oh, week oh yes Sir Hector's um, rapidly cooling corpse lies next to Timmy as as the rest of you make your way down Leith Hill alright so a little while later you're all down at the um, police station um, the Wood Common police station <laughs> PC Tufnell, he's um, he's taking down notes in his in his little notebook. Now, could you start again from the beginning, sir? Uh, well, uh, look, we were we're simply a bunch of reporters looking for cavorters. <laughs> <laughs> we saw some figures up on the hill, and um, you know we went. Uh, to, to investigate, it was just some young children messing around. Uh, there was a, a, a minor altercation. Minor altercation. With our, 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 late, our late friend, who's uh, still up on the hillside. Now, if I am correct, that minor altercation um, put old um, Julian here in hospital, right? Is that right? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, old um, Hector does get a little bit carried away, and he's, um, you know, he he doesn't do things by halves, and I um, I think he was just, you know, he was he was trying to, uh, you know, just scold the the the, the little boy for um, for his uh, brazen. Cheek. Right, try, trying, trying to scold the boy. Right, minor altercation. Okay, and then, in your own words, sir, what happened after that? Well, there was a bit of a stumble. The kid ended up on the floor, and then a dog ripped out Hector's throat. Ripped out throat. Are you sure it were the dog? Am I sure it was the dog? I think you could probably <laughs> work that out for yourself. I think there's plenty of evidence there to uh, validate that statement. Right, you are. So I'm just trying to get the facts. Just trying to get the facts. We are three men stuck on a hillside faced with a rabid animal. Rabid animal. Old, uh, old uh, Badger took it upon himself uh, to, to protect us. And, uh, uh, you know... Um, the dog would have been uh, exterminated anyway. Let, let's face it. Damn right. Now that's not for you to say, sir. Well, there's not a court in this country that would say otherwise. If there's any justice, indeed. I be the well. Well, a judge will be the the <laughs> judge of that. That's why they're called judges. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure you can see sense, uh, constable. What I don't like, though, is what were you doing up there? And what were they doing up there, these little rascals? These these ruffians had started some kind of fire up there and they were cavorting. They were performing pagan rites. And it was my duty as an anthropologist to go up there and document them. Pagan, is it? What's that? What's that? And at this point, Emery will launch into a very long and very drunken and very detailed history of paganism <laughs> dating back to ancient Greece. <laughs> and, and, and PC Tuffinal is trying to take notes. And at, and at some point he says, Is this going to be germane to the case, do you think, sir? Absolutely. Without context, none of this makes sense. I think you should get an extra couple of notebooks. 
Now, how do you spell Dionysus? Not like that, dear man. Not like that. <laughs> right, right, right. At the end of the interview, he says, Now, it seems like this is a bit of a open and shut case, but just in case, we don't want any of you leaving the village until the magistrate gets here on Sunday. Okay, okay. And I would like to request that you uh, bring your car down to the police station and put the key in the lock-up here. I did, I did hide the car off the road, uh, you know, to move it away from the, the, the beefsteaks. Oh, right, okay. So we don't know where the car is anyway, then. In fact, I imagine uh, the key is also in, in your jacket, inside jacket pocket, probably, as well. Maybe the dog ate it. <laughs> Yeah, I used to keep it around my neck as a as a chain. <laughs> uh, with that, he he um he escorts you out of the police station. Says, "Well, it's been a long night, and I'm going to bed. I recommend you do the same and stay out of trouble. This is a small village, and the worst crime we've had is someone stealing apples from Farmer Pratchett's orchard. Now we got a murder dog. I don't know what you call it. Well, you killed a dog." And the dog killed him. I, I do feel that you keep getting the, the order of events uh, somewhat askew. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, just keep your noses clean. And then he slams the door of the, of, the, of the police station shut and then you hear the lock turning. The night seems to be coming to an end. It's about three in the morning now. Um, you've had a night to remember. I'm, I'm guessing with the amount Embry is drunk, maybe not. <laughs> we, we, did, 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 did we know Itquell's? Did he have any family? I mean, mm. he, he, he said quite a lot, but he didn't talk about such things with me. Oh, I don't know. Well, that's another mystery to solve, isn't it? I mean, there'll be arrangements need to be made. I mean, we need to palm this off onto the relatives, really. We don't want to get caught up in all that. Shall we, um, shall we say that, that can be handled the next day, at the very least? Um... Yeah, when I file a complaint <laughs> against this uh, police constable for dereliction of duty, he's left a, uh, a citizen dead out on a hillside. No call, no call for a doctor or coroner or anything like that. I didn't see him fill out any paperwork other than his, uh, his <laughs> brief history of um, Pagan cults. paganism in the uh, United Kingdom. He, he's he's not so, the most competent policeman in the world, but um, no, clearly yeah. not. So, um, well, let's let's end on this note. As you're walking back from from the police station, um, even though it's like very late at night. Obviously, people heard stuff. Be on that grill by morning, it will. <laughs> and as you're walking down the village green, you see the familiar rotund shape of um, of uh, Butterworth, just just on his own, just standing there, leaning on the fence. And uh, as you go past, he just he just sort of just a bit under his breath, almost imperceptible but you can hear it he says one down and then just turns around and goes back into his house <laughs> listen big boy now that you got me made goodness but I'm afraid something's gonna happen can I just tell you, can I just say, I did not make this up. This is actually in the scenario. <laughs> this is in the scenario. Well, I, think, I think we finally know what the famous five are famous for. <laughs> in, in years to come, I'd like to think that Barry becomes a fashionable, uh, a fashion photographer in swinging 60s London. That's what I see for him in the future. Yeah. yeah. You know, Silver Fox, that. you know, Lord, you know uh, Snowden, Lord Snowden. Hanging out, hanging out with Cecil yeah. Beaton. 
Well, assume, assuming he isn't murdered by some beloved character from children's fiction before then. <laughs> I bet you Marcus, Marcus never thought that would happen when he put that in the scenario. I bet you we've got more out of that than anyone else ever playing it before. <laughs> Um, I tell you what. I mean, I mean, if you if you know, if you want me back, let me play Barry. Yeah. Or a yeah. kid with a broken knee. <laughs> oh fuck no! No, please let me just do anything to me as Barry. I don't care. Just don't make me one of the fucking famous ones. <laughs> This is going to be a, a bit of a stretch for you, Barney, isn't it? To play the um, put-upon, like, manservant, like... No, 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 it's not at all. It's not at all, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Goodman. It's not at all. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> Has he just been left up the hill? Well, for now... Well, it's a crime scene, isn't it? Well, we'll make arrangements for you. I'm not going to drag you down by the ankles. Oh, yeah. oh, Hector, what a way to go, eh? <laughs> Killed by a, by a child, a childhood favourite. <laughs> About the only way it could have been less dignified would be if he'd been murdered by Noddy. <laughs> <laughs> or big ears. <laughs> Perhaps I should take my trousers off and drape them over his face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll give him some dignity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on a three-hole day, you scare yourself. You belong to 